everybody, I am Liz Elise and you're listening to In The Clouds. My guest today is Roddy Knight. I hope you all enjoy this week's episode. Hey Roddy, how you doing? Good, how are you Liz? Good, good, thank you. I'm so glad you're here on my podcast. You're the one who kind of like, you and my brother are the one who kind of like pushed me to do this. <laughs> so it's awesome that uh, I got you finally on my podcast here. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's a good, I think it's, I think it was a really, it's a good idea um, yeah, to do the podcast. Yeah, and uh, you're in Valencia, and we were just talking about the gas prices between here and the valley, as we like to call it, up yeah. here, and are you kidding me, $7? Yeah, it's really close. Um, where, where? <laughs> like uh, in Valencia or like in, a, in the LA area? No, this was uh, this was in the uh, LA in the in the uh, Valley area of Los Angeles. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a digital news article online, and I, I can't think of who the uh, the article was written by, but yeah, it showed one a gas. I think there's like one of two or one of three where the price is at like at uh, six close to seven dollars, like six eighty something. Um, now, you know those stations are probably a far cry from most like right now most are creeping towards six dollars right the average that i've seen so far is like 540 565 like if you go anywhere right are you talking about 91 or are you talking about 87 i'm talking about 87 and 91 so um yeah they're they're both up there they're both well over the five dollar and 20 cent mark easily Okay. Um, I didn't pay attention to diesel. I think diesel is also up there as well. And um, I don't think this is going to go away personally. You know, my um, non-professional opinion, um, I don't think this is just as a regular average person, in my opinion, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. I think this is here to stay. I don't think Are you referring to Los Angeles area or are you referring to nationwide? I'm referring to nationwide because uh, uh, my mother also reported she lives in um, Pennsylvania, northwestern yeah. Pennsylvania, and their uh, um, regular unleaded was well over five dollars. I believe All it right. was. They are already wow, really? Yeah. And that's and that's do you high. know? Do you know? You just like said um, there's some gas station they're heading towards seven dollar mark. Would you happen to know uh, the time frame of when that happened? Because Kevin called, told me in Bakersfield, he saw a, a price increase of 25 cents while he was there. Yeah, you know, it, it's hard to really nail it down because, you know, uh, uh, these gas stations um, are independently owned. Um, so really it depends on the uh, proprietorship or the people that own the gas station, right? Because I mean, you know, we know, you know, before all this happens, right? We know that there are certain areas in Southern California where the prices are kind of the same and they don't fluctuate that much uh, in areas where they tend to fluctuate a lot, or we have our favorite gas station that we go because we know that, you know, the price isn't going to change that much. Yeah, but that has changed now. Independent yeah, owned or not, because Kevin had his, and he said within a day apart, it was twenty-five cent increase, and I guess nationwide yeah. is eleven cent yeah. increase. Um, I saw a meme where they were talking about, oh, if it goes up to four dollars, what are we gonna do? I'm like, where on earth do we live? 
that you worried <laughs> that you worried i mean i remember in 2012 i lived in virginia beach and the gas prices there were three dollars and 69 cents for 87 yeah and that was pretty good because when i came back to los angeles we, we hit the five dollar mark again yeah I mean, the $5, yeah. the $5 mark is, you know, it's not a stranger. We've been there before. You know, many times. Many times, yeah. But, um, and that's usually during the summer, right? When everyone's traveling and, you know, taking their trips, you know. Via, Administration via, uh, changes. Yeah. But this is the first time I've ever witnessed it this high approaching $6. And in some areas uh, hitting, you know, almost $7. Like, people are already struggling right and i know a lot of people are saying this is due because of the conflict that's going on with ukraine and russia um is it though let's ask the ceos of the gas stations how much they did last year and uh well i mean can we take that into account and also saying this is due to ukraine let's be solidarity and let's help ukraine by struggling here i mean how does that help us really like we're like Kevin and I are to come to income household, and because of that, we're like living paycheck to paycheck, and we didn't yeah. do we we weren't in that situation uh, last month. We weren't right. in that situation two months ago. Right. Yeah. You know we were no, okay, I... and we have a truck, and God forbid you have a truck that's <laughs> it's it's like luxury it's like having a boat at this no, point you're exactly right um it will be like having a a boat <laughs> i mean um two inflation is playing its part of course in that, of course right? you know um, and we're seeing um the inflation um that we're seeing uh you know common grocery items milk eggs everything has gone up not um, only that but ready it's gone i don't know if you guys in valencia can go to walmart and buy anything but it seems like it's worse now than it was during the pandemic the meat yeah. is like wiped out people are just like right. panic buying again right yeah i mean um i've witnessed that as well um, recently right walmart recently yeah rouse bonds um so far, I have not seen stores like um, Sprouts or Whole Foods impacted um, in that way. Their shelves seem to be okay. Um, and I know it's a, <clears throat> a different type of shopper um, that shops at Whole Foods because, you know, their prices are like a, a higher price, uh, the premium groceries that they have there. But yeah, I have witnessed that at Walmart and at Ralph's. Um, certain common food items starting to thin out um and i don't know if that's because of inflation or or the issue the issue that's going on right now with the truckers you know maybe going on strike right that happened in canada and allegedly that same thing's supposed to occur here uh in the states i remember reading a couple weeks ago about the convoy that you know what happened in canada and they were saying that, that a convoy would happen here they're going to be leaving los angeles and driving all the way to dc i haven't heard any word on that uh, currently or seen anything but allegedly that's going to happen for freedom 
for freedom. Correct. Right. Unlike the truckers that went to Ukraine to take uh, AIDS to them. Right. Right. Yeah. So we call them, but that's another issue. Yeah, I guess Putin just. Uh, uh, I was w watching Meet the Press, um, and he basically said, "If you're not with us, you're against us." Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if he expected the sanctions to hurt his country. I don't know if he thinks that he can recover and wants to weaken us. I I personally don't think it has anything to do with Ukraine. And I don't think he lost his mind because a lot of people say he lost his mind. Well, I mean, people are saying that because of, you know, the nature of um, his actions. Um, you know, he's saying that Ukraine is the aggressor and mm. then um, they're on the defense. Um, that's something Iran would do. That's that's something uh, the mullahs would do. They would attack like Kuwait for oil or try to invade you, Kuwait and say they attack. That's that's something that comes from a tyrant to try to keep the little amount of people he has around him um, oblivious to what actually is happening. Then again, we don't do anything either. But then what can we do? We probably have to sit and wait for his first punch. Well, I mean, um, they're saying that the sanctions that are being taken. So initially, you know, just the United States levying these sanctions. Um, and then, you know, as everyone can see in the news, he's continued to uh, move forward with his operations. And then since then, companies, I mean, um, countries like Germany, who are kind of on the fence um, uh, about the sanctions and about what was going on, they have since then changed their uh, opinion, right? Because of uh, just- They need the oil. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That too. Yeah, yeah that too. But I mean, just that the, the fact that uh, he's continuing his onslaught, right? He's continuing in his invasion of Ukraine. And then he was not one, I believe that um, he was not expecting it to go this long. Uh, two, I don't think he expected uh, social media uh, to be used in the way in which it is in terms of coverage of what's happening, right? All these Ukrainians who have smartphones, who have iPhones, who have Androids, right? They're like their own mini CNN. You know, they're doing TikTok videos. They're posting live, you know, they're posting coverage of actual things that are occurring live. They're streaming it, right? Whereas, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you'd only be able to get that information from a CNN, right? Christina, I'm up for. She will be, uh, you know, yeah. She will be yeah. the first one there. Yeah, I mean, you've got all these uh, independents out there with uh, capable devices now reporting what's going on, right? You know, because people like to use the term, <clears throat> people use the term fake news, right? And so you've got all these people saying, hey, look, this is really going on. Like, look, here's a missile. Uh, hitting this building here's a rocket hitting this building like look at these people right they're dead laying on the street you know just you know similar to the way here in the united states um with uh you know uh, uh police police crime on black americans right uh people pull out their phones right, and, right. you know when there's a, a a traffic citation being given out there's more than like six cops and one black person right and people start pulling well, out their phones. Putin banned all of that in russia Putin actually made it, he, he made it a crime to say <laughs> that this was war against Ukraine. You're not even allowed to say that in Russia anymore. 
so yeah in ukraine you can do that but he's trying to convince the russian people that right. uh, this is something this is self-defense basically because pro putin right. uh you know he's very helpless <laughs> yeah yeah like, very helpless. yeah it's so easy to invade russia I'm, I'm not sure what is up to i'm not sure uh it's interesting how the whole world was like no we're not gonna let you down and now everybody's like yeah i don't know about that though you know the un is not doing anything we're not doing anything and i guess if we do something then you know it can ripple effect into a complete what what well world war three i guess i guess well, this is this is interesting right so um there's a lot of confusion as to whether or not ukraine is officially a un uh nation because I've, I've seen backpedaling on that mm -hmm. right uh, both in the news and on social media. So, but what I have witnessed is the United States is sending troops, not to Ukraine, but other NATO nations right now, right? There's, they've sent troops to Poland. They're sending troops to Lithuania. Uh, I, I, think I've, I think I've read that. I could be incorrect, but they're um, sending American troops to these other countries, um, but not to uh, Ukraine. So, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm no political analyst. I'm not a military uh, subject matter expert or anything like that. But um, just as a common person, you know, are they doing this because they're concerned about? Well, they don't know what Putin's going to do next. Is he going to push forward? To corner him? Because Poland is not having it. Poland is no. with uh, Russia. No. Well, so the question is: Is China going to uh, join Russia? and has pursued the question is basically not how what what we have to lose but how much do we have to lose and how much are we willing to lose how much how far is he willing to go and what is his whole approach why now why go and invade ukraine <coughs> like why because well, i don't think they, anybody, i don't think anybody really i mean Realize this really logic. Yeah, I mean, the, the logic that's out on the table is that, based on his statements, is that he's afraid of NATO, you know, coming into their backyard, right? So, okay, but he um, started this whole thing. Well, are I you? Mean, I, is he trying to weaken us and thinks that? He, so I don't think he wants war. I don't think he 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 wants war with us. I don't think we want war with him. I don't think China wants to get involved because. We, we we have we import too much oil with China. We get we, we get too much back from you know this whole relation um, wouldn't help. What I think is maybe he calculated that his economy is gonna fall due to sanction, but ours is gonna be worse. So I think this is an econom economical tactic against us, as opposed to trying to invade Ukraine, which he could have done when he was buddies with Trump and. He probably could have done that easily without any pushback. I've, or I've heard that. I've heard that uh, people saying that this is designed to um, further, um, you know, uh, economically, uh, you know, cause issues here in the states. Um, COVID definitely caused issues here um, in the states, but um, it's. Uh, I. I mean. Um, I'm not a political subject matter expert, but I mean, just as a common man, 
uh, it's, you know, as a strategic point to make us suffer, there seems a lot at risk uh, to do Has such a, a Because such a we thing. have the money to, to, we have enough money to go to war. We have enough money to at least level part of Russia, if you want to. Yeah, we oh, have, when it comes to, to, to uh, resources, I think going to war will be fine. But when it comes to recovering from our inflation and then being kicked even further down, this is something maybe we won't recover from and maybe depend on him because we already do. That's why we didn't uh, sanction them 100%. Like why? What, Germany says, oh, we can sanction them 100%. We, say, we, we only get 7% uh, gas, uh, oil from him. Our majority um, comes from Canada and Mexico, but still we, we, we're going to war, but then we buy his oil to, 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 to help him fight Ukraine by not sanctioning him 100%. This other things, I think right now he's playing chess and he's well, I mean, misleading us. Well, I mean, he's, he's, I think he's definitely playing a game. Um, I, I'm just saying that uh, if he's wrong, um, the, the the backfire uh, for him and his country is uh, I feel is tremendous. Um, but then overall for everybody, uh, everyone else, um, a war is not good for anyone. And I um, don't think he wants it either. I honestly don't think this is where he's heading towards. <clears throat> um, I mean. And then, too, like what people's idea of war is, uh, or most is, you know, what they see on TV and the movies and what they know from, uh, from history, right? Um, this wouldn't be a World War II. Um, this would know, be the talk end. About, when people talk about a World War Three, you know, how does that look? Are there thousands of troops on the ground? I don't think so, right? Um, uh, just like uh, it, it would be because we're a more modern civilization. Um, you know, there's a cyber warfare, economic warfare, um, in terms of physical troops on the ground, like the fact that he's invading a country, um, how easy or how easy is it going to be for him to hold the country once he, you know, takes control over the government? He's going to have uh, people rebelling, right? He's going to have rebels and then people are going to fund those rebels, right? It's going to be a uh, uh, not a, not a Vietnam, but it, it's not going to be an easy situation for Russia to hold Ukraine. And um, and that's and how cause... far are we going to let it go? How far are we going to let him invade? As he, what is well, he trying to do? Is he trying to take over Europe? Like, is this going to no. be a Hitler situation? No, it's you not going to be a Hitler situation. Where where uh, are you trying I mean, to the... extend Russia? Are you trying to? Obviously, you're not defending yourself from well, Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you can say that right. all you want, and and yeah, no, I don't think it'll be a Hitler situation. I mean, that was a that was an act of surprise, right? That's how the whole Blitzkrieg, right? That's how he was able to do it. There's no surprise in this uh, that we're aware of. I mean, unless there's a another phase to this that no one sees coming out of left field. But um, well, how are NATO we supposed to see what he's up to if? The media, the first reaction of the media is, oh, he's lost his mind. The first thing we have to do is not underestimate him and try to be ahead of him. And as as a as 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 a country. Yeah. Um, you know, just try to, I mean, it's a 
game of chess. That's war, right? It's a game of chess. So what are you people doing? Well, he's like strategically already maybe winning something we don't even know about. We're just putting our mannequins uh, up and waiting for him to, to uh, uh, do the first punch. His first punch is gonna mean World War III, in my opinion. And that's what we're trying to prevent. That's why we're like, it's either that or we're trying to, it's either that or, or it's something has to do with not losing oil, not it's capitalism then. I don't know. Why? What? I mean, no? in terms of, I mean, well, I mean, it, for, the oil and everything is definitely affecting, um, you know, the, this, uh, the stock exchange, right? Um, when he went, he invaded, right? It dropped however many points that day, right? Um, in terms of just um, talking straight resources, there's, there's reserves here in this country. There's other places. Okay, uh, then why not sanctioning him 100%? If he only gets 7% off his uh, oil, what else do we get from him? So well, why not just saying. cut him off? We, we have our own resources. We resourced so much oil to China last yeah. year. How much? Like a couple million uh, barrels. Well, well, let me say this. Like um, maybe, you know, completely sanctioning him and, and, and cutting him off may, may push him. Maybe, maybe, you know, what if he is uh, lost it, right? He has a whole nuclear arsenal. You know, at his command, he's readying his uh, nuclear forces, as he said, which, um, it, you know, I guess most countries who are nuclear ready, uh, they're always readying their nuclear forces, right? Because that's the whole point with DEFCON, right? We're always on the ready, right? With our nukes, right? As a deterrent. So for him to say he's alerting uh, his nuclear forces, maybe that's a common thing that is done um, with those channels at that level, you know, um, but I mean, no one's going to win in a nuclear war. Nobody. There's no, uh, no one's going to, no one's going to become wealthy in a nuclear war. What are you going to inherit? You know, a bunch of irradiated land. Um, no one's going to win in that scenario, right? So um, I know so it's a then possibility. Maybe it's the capitalistic part uh, of it that uh, yeah, because he already declared war on everybody who's sanctioning him so right. i mean at this point is this something we're not taking serious or is this we're waiting for his next move well it seems like that way it seems like we're waiting for his next move yeah yeah, yeah. And meanwhile um, ukraine is just sitting there and like where are you people well i think if they're gonna get help um that's gonna uh, be europe <laughs> it's gonna be china <laughs> yeah i mean it would have i think it would have happened um i don't think he anticipated that the ukrainians would fight at the level that they're fighting i really think that he thought he would just mosey on in there topple the government and be done with yeah. it um but it, it did not go that way not at all um so maybe he's having to uh go to plan b or he's thinking his plan c right now yeah, I think um, he definitely he, underestimated that situation for sure. The pushback yeah, within his own party, the pushback from Ukraine and all the people standing up. But I felt like a week ago we were all in 
the nation, the world, we were all in. And today it's just like, yeah, let's just, let's see how it plays out. You know, um, yeah. I understand. I mean, it, it's sad. And at the end of the day, you know, if he's a madman, if he's a tyrant, <clears throat> we, we can't just go in and level his country to a parking lot. Yeah, but that's not going to But happen, now right? we're because, all in limbo, you know? Yeah, we're well, I mean, we're not going to just go in and level his country, right? That's not going to happen. Um, and then, you know, China still has, you know, they, they've, um, I believe their, their leadership has stated that um, we're overacting with this whole thing, right? Um, they don't agree. But what with, we're doing? Uh, we don't, they don't agree. I think China placed blame on the U.S., right? And in, in regards to why this is happening to begin with. Of course, China's always placing blame on the u.s and and again you know i'm not a politician um but I, I i find it interesting so you know the big um i guess to the commoner the big white elephant in the room you know is china china wants to be the top dog right that's what's been said uh that's what's in the you know the social media circles when people talk about politics you know china's building this man-made island that keeps inching out more and more into the strait um this whole um looks like they have the resources for it too yeah they have the I technology mean, this, they have the yeah. i mean the chemical weapons if we yeah. can say that i mean we still I mean, haven't there, talked about where COVID came from we, we well, I mean, kind of like a lot of a lot of people have talked about where COVID's come from right there's lots of conspiracy theories uh, there's lots of opinions both um serious opinion and conspiracy uh, opinion. But we never uh, went as 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 a, a planet, as people. We ne we never chased down the rabbit down the hole to figure out. Okay, what happened? You you somebody <coughs> let this loose, but on accident or not? And here we are. In, well, in, I mean, in whether not even whether recovering was, or hardly well, recovering. Well, I mean, the numbers are down. Um, here in California, um, they've removed the mask mandate, although you still you still see people walking around um, wearing a mask, whether this was you know, uh, a natural thing or a man-made thing, it happened. And we I think it's been well established that it, it didn't occur in nature like, a, you know. Right. I well, mean, I'm just regardless of how it happened, right, how it transpired, we were not prepared. Um, and just like, uh, you know, as people mention or talk about, or we've mentioned on this podcast, um, we're not prepared for a world war either. Okay. That was and the so proof. This, That's the, it, like the pandemic, the way the world handled it was like, nothing was managed well, nothing got done no. well. There were no strict mandates. It was like loosey goosey off and on. And, and people were just like, I mean, none of the countries did anything were to compress it other than i think japan japan well, wouldn't let people <laughs> in and out and just say you know what complete stop we stop it right well, here well you know we're giving our opinions in this yeah, podcast that's all and, we can do right and so um in regards to that so you know and I, purely speaking on my opinion, it doesn't reflect any, you know, I don't belong to any political party or anything like that. Just, you know, I'm a common person. 
And um, America, I feel that the country, we're so comfortable, right? Um, I, um, I like history. <clears throat> and um, a part of history um, that I've, I've read about a lot was Roman history. And, um, you know, the Roman Empire existed, uh, if I'm not correct, it existed a millennia, right? Um, we're a young country you know, compared to that. But, um, like, in, in, in Rome's history, you know, when they got through their building phase, they reached a point in their history where they got really comfortable, uh, extremely comfortable. And then that was that's when it, and that's where they started to have their demise. This country has become extremely comfortable. Okay. And, um, and I don't think that the country, in my opinion, is ready for anything traumatic. I mean, COVID was a prime. They were not ready for a COVID. Um, we are not ready for a war, war three. We're not ready for a conflict like that. I mean, in each individual, and I can't speak for every person, but I'm just saying the common person in the United States is non-confrontational, right? Look how we're worried about what we say about one another, right? Look at comedy, right? Comedians are afraid to do their act because they're afraid of the circumstances that someone's gonna sue them because they hurt their feelings, right? right. Here. Because and people try to do it. Well, I'm just saying, I, maybe we are a little bit sheltered, like a, like we have two ginormous helicopter parents trying to shelter us, America, uh, society from everything. But these other countries, you know, they're not afraid to hurt people's feelings, right? They're not they're not afraid to say what they have to say. Um, whereas we're you know we're so worried about hurting someone's feelings. You know, you have and, an interesting point because uh, as a German, I can tell you this is not what sheltered means. This is so great that you say that a sheltered life where we're too comfortable. At the same time, we're working ourselves to the to to the to our demise, and it's so hard. It's so hard when a little bit of the economy goes wrong just to make ends meet. You know, we, we're not really sheltered coming from Germany. You're taking care of, you have life insurance, you have uh, uh, um, insurance, health insurance, you have, uh, you, you get retirement, you're good. The, the country totally takes care of you. You know, you, you work, you go home and you relax. There's no hustle, bustle, and oh my God, how do I make it? How do I have three jobs and I still cannot pay my mortgage? It, it, you know, this is not really being sheltered. The only thing is people tell you what you want to hear yeah. in order to, the conflict part is absolutely right, but there's no sheltered here. There, you know, we, we, we are third war, we are first war poor, right? We have all the good things, but we still have to think about how do we get the pellets for, for the next storm. And yeah. we're, we make enough money, the two of us. And having to worry about heat or having to worry about insurance or something unexpected yeah, that's not sheltered. That's for sure. Well, well, what I mean by sheltered is that, you know, uh, in, the, in the statement that I made, I'm, I'm just saying that um, we're so worried 
about what we're saying about one another, yeah. right? Um, we're not looking at um, what's going on, as you mentioned, right? I mean, when 70,000 a year is below the poverty level, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not, you can't cut ends meet on $70,000. Isn't okay? that amazing? Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember taking a class. That? I remember taking a class a long time ago. Uh, well, not terribly long ago, but I mean, when they took 70,000 and they compared it like, you know, to the rest of the world, that's not at, you know, that's not in poverty, at poverty line in other countries, but here um, in California, all right. Um, that's poverty level, right? You can't, you can't do much on 70,000. Really? I mean, you can't, I mean, um, you know, most Americans maybe on the average are earning um, a combined in, uh, combined um, household income. And, you know, don't quote me on this, but I'm just throwing it out. Well, not even that. I don't think people, I mean, like, let's say 40, 50,000, right? People combined? are making com combined income, right? On the average, not in California, but just like the whole country, right? Oh, okay. I mean, someone in Pennsylvania, okay. Okay. Right? right? Yeah. But I mean, there are a lot of people here in California that are not making 100,000 uh, combined income. They are not. Yeah. And, um, you know, that shouldn't be the case. Uh, uh, it shouldn't be the case at all, but it is. Yeah. People are having to hustle, uh, side hustles, and, you know, and they're, they're making $60,000, $70,000 and still living paycheck to paycheck, right? Uh, something, something is wrong um, there personally, you know, um, and, and on top of that, you know, aside from the economic standpoint, um, all of a sudden we can't get along anymore, you know, yeah. uh, in the country, yes, you know, right? And that's, a, that's, that's another hurdle that we got to jump now, right? I, I thought all that kind of, or at least the majority of that, I thought a lot of that was addressed during the 60s, right? The generation before me. And it's like what we did some kind of, we went back in the past or we went, we did some kind of rewind and now we're right back where we were and we regress instead of making progress. It, it really, it really makes me scratch my head. Well, circling back to what you said, to the shelters, being sheltered, what, what comes with that, uh, based on your definition of being sheltered, right? Based on yeah. saying we've got to be careful what we say and how we go about things. Well, we all kind of got scared to, to say, be blunt. We all got scared to say what we mean or what we think. And as a result, the other people just became entitled. So you have the people who back off and just don't want to deal with it. And then you have the people who brought it on us. And now they feel yeah. like entitled. Yeah. You know, just, just take the restaurant industry, working in the restaurant industry. You basically, whatever you get paid, minimum wage or a lot, uh, you get paid to be abused. That's your job. You, you, it's just people come in and they just want to abuse. And they feel like they have to write because what is our mantra? The customer is always right. Restaurant industry, customer service industry. I mean, you basically are there to be abused by people. 90% of people come in, they treat you like crap. You smile at them and they go about the way. And I think this kind of like mentality created the whole 
sense of entitlement and you know i'm right and then they take it over to their friends and families and and as a result we don't get along because Roddy, how many people do you know who have integrity how many people do you know who look at you and say yeah you're right you know how many people do you know who are willingly you know in in a conflict say you know what you're right i, I want to be better as opposed to trying to find excuses if you constantly look for excuses if you constantly look for faults in others um you're not gonna grow and this is what's happening well, yeah, i mean <clears throat> i think there i uh, i apologize for interrupting but i mean right i don't i don't know a lot of people with integrity i mean there there are people out there with integrity and and then to integrity what would people view as integrity i feel has changed yeah um Very uh, true. definitely um in terms of you know and, and people being accountable uh what pe people feel uh, should be accountable is change you know not just at work but at home you know with your mm -hmm. family members um a lot of that is kind of i remember growing up <clears throat> and i grew up in the uh, 70s and 80s and um the bar in terms of doing your best um was set really high um at least that was uh, my opinion when i was a kid right you're no matter what you know matter what it was you're always to put your best foot forward you're always to do your best right not a half effort right give your all right let me and, ask you um, this how was life how was the economy how was life how how was everything based on me in the eight, based on putting your best foot forward well, I mean, you know, look at TV and movies, right? The 80s, everybody was partying, having a good time. You know, they had inflation. People worked. People were making money in the 80s, right? Um, 70s, you know, they had the, what was it, the oil embargo and, you know, gas stations ran out of gasoline. But, I mean, you know, people were pretty chilled in the 70s. You know, they had just come off that whole free love thing in the 60s, right? So most people got along in the 70s, right? <clears throat> so... Um, but going back to your question, like, um, I've always been taught, you know, when you put your best foot forward, um, it's like you get what you give. If you put your effort into something, all of your effort, you do get back what you put in. Um, anyone who would tell me, oh, I give my, I give 100% and what I do and I get back nothing. I'm a failure. I would say that that person's not being honest. I don't know anyone that doesn't give and put in their 100%. I mean, hell, I mean, all these people now that are, um, you know, uh, doing these online businesses, right? You see, them, you see them advertised all over, all over, all over YouTube and the internet. These are people that are taking that philosophy, right? They, they felt limited at work, right? They went as far as they could go in corporate America, you know, aside from, you know, as a, as a person working in corporate America, not owning their own business, right? And they went as far as they could go. These people are talented and they hit the ceiling, right? And they wanted something more. Um, and then, uh, you know, COVID hits and people had a whole year to sit at home and think about their situation, right? They had a whole year to think about what they were spending, money in, money out, the gas, sitting in traffic, um, 
missed raises, missed opportunities, missed professional growth, childcare, right? The amount of time they were spending at home with their family versus the amount of time they were spending at, at work with their work family, people spending more time with their work family than their real family, right? And then they had a whole year, almost let's say two years to um, be at home with their real family, not their work family, right? And people had a chance to think. And a lot of those, I think a lot of those people came to the conclusion possibly that are like, hey, I'm paying to go to work. That's <laughs> right? what Kevin said. Just right? now, before we went on this uh, podcast today, yeah. we were talking about it. He's paying $800 a month in gas. Right. I'm paying. Work. Yeah, I'm paying to sit in traffic for three hours. I'm paying to go to work and being told that this is as far as I'm going to go. I'm paying to have my boss tell me, hey, well, we can't give you a raise this year, right? Uh, you've gone as far as you can go, right? And so these people thought about that and they thought, well, there's got to be, uh, there's got to be another way, right? I mean, isn't that what the country was built on, right? People finding yeah. other ways, Absolutely. innovation, right? I mean, when I was a little kid, we used to watch those schoolhouse rock the American video. dream is just what is that word? This is right. it become to you have such a great point. This is such a great point because it's become the American nightmare. And you didn't even bring up the abuse you have to go through while you're at work when you're still the worker. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, and Roddy, I mean, I mean I've, I've known so you. Yeah, I've known you. And how much did we go through that even before the pandemic? What did oh, we yeah. both have to go through and in right. such different aspects of the work environment? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, people had a whole year um, to think about, to truly think about. It. And then two, I mean, on that topic, right? So now we're looking at a lot of these corporations are using the term RTO, return to office. We've got to get people back in the office building. <laughs> So for two years, right, and it's both on social media, it's both on, you know, publication, right, it's, it's been everywhere that the two years that people were working remote, businesses, corporations were able to conduct business, you know, they were able to conduct business, they were able to keep the, the wheel turning. In fact, some people felt they were more efficient because they didn't have to interrupt their workflow by, oh, I got to leave, I got to go sit in three hours of traffic, or you know, oh, I couldn't get, you know, I couldn't get to work on time because I had to sit in three hours of traffic coming in, right? People got to wake up, get right to work. They didn't have to worry about childcare. I mean, yeah, kids are at home, they're making noise. But I mean, <laughs> people built their home offices or they work things out with their spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever to kind of keep that to a minimum in terms of the noise. And people were able to focus at home. So right away, People got, in my opinion, right, people have their own opinions, but in my opinion, people got instant raises because that's childcare they didn't have to pay for a year, right? That's gas that they didn't have to fork out for a year, right? Um, maybe that was even peace of mind <clears throat> that they were able to get back because of the stress and anxiety that people have while sitting in traffic, right? Wow. Hurrying to get to work and then hurrying to get home, hurrying up to pick up the kids, the groceries. They had time to do their chores. They had time to take care of the normal household activities, you know, because they were at home. So now we're in a rush. Hey, let's drop all of that. Let's go back into the office. Let's re, you know, let's get things back to normal. Let's rewind that. 
you know, as a corporation, we're going to have the same you know, um, non-sensitivity to your, per you know, that's your problem, right? You're here to do a job, right? Sure, you know, companies from HR would definitely disagree with that, but I mean, that's the truth, okay? And so now everyone uh, is going, is returning back to work next week or, or, or in April or whenever. And, yeah, as if nothing um, happened. As if nothing happened, but it did. And then now, now, okay, so now let's let's focus on the current issues now, right? Gas is now um, almost two dollars more than it was pre-COVID. Okay, the traffic, and I don't, God, I don't know how, but the traffic is worse now. Tripled, yeah, and people don't know how to drive. Than it was pre-COVID. How is that even possible when all these millions of people uh, have left work? Right. There's even more traffic now than there was pre-COVID. Right. So, you know, everyone's going to go back to work with higher gas prices. So they're going to be paying even more now. Right. To go to work. Right. So what's going to happen? An opinion. People are going to a quarter is going to go by. Three months is going to go by and people are going to say, I came back to work for this. Right. People are going to be struggling even more. <clears throat> Child care hasn't changed. Right. Yeah. That's not cheaper. There's not childcare for everyone. Nothing is going to be cheaper. No. Just gonna, no, you're just so going to work more for less. So now that ring that we were jumping through, it's higher, mm -hmm. it's smaller, and now it's on fire. Right? Yeah. And I think people are going to start leaving this country. Because I mean, if they can. Yeah, if they can, because I mean, there's just so many states you can go to <laughs> uh, to make it better. But then, if you if you leave to another state, you take if and you take your own mentality with you. This is the undoing of the state you're leaving to. And that's why everybody hates us. I mean, you know? that's that's a, I mean, I as Californians. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was California. Yeah, I lived in Texas for a while. I know Texans don't think fondly of people from California. I know that for a fact. Can you blame them? <laughs> Look, if you look around, <clears throat> let's uh, let's uh, have that conversation for part two. If you like, we're out of time. <laughs> it was so great talking to you. Um, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It is concerning what's going on, and I don't think it's going to get better. Not any time. Well, it has the ability, right? <clears throat> we have the opportunity to get better. We have the opportunity to make things better. What you know, how that looks, I don't know, right? Yeah. What vehicle we're going to use to get there, I have no clue. I'm not an economist. I'm not a futurist. You know, I'm just regular Joe Schmo. Yeah. Right out there, like everybody else, you know, trying to make a dime, trying to take care of his family, um, or you know, his or her family. I'll say. Um, you know, just trying to trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. That's all what all we can do. Yeah, it is all we can all do. All we can do. It was great having you on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I think this is a good piece. Thanks for joining me for this episode of In the Clouds. I am Lisa Lisa. I hope you join me on next week's episode for the second part with my guest Roddy Knight. Have a great week, everybody.